1: What's going on y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat vs the World podcast. Like always, I'm your host Joel Jacob and geez, y'all. Uh, <laughs> we're we're here um and you know y'all, y'all already know what's happened by now um Damian Lillard got traded and after like almost 3 months of speculation of maybe he'll go to the Heat, he ends up going to the Milwaukee Bucks and I'm speechless, um, not only because he didn't end up here, but we heard the rumors of the other teams involved. Like, I know they were saying at one point, you know, Toronto was involved. Some people called them the front runner. Then you have teams like Chicago and some other franchises getting involved. And you know what? It's. I just didn't know what to expect because first, you know, when he requested the trade, the the, um, rumors going around was that, okay, you know what, Dame doesn't want to be in any team that's not Miami. And because of that, nobody's trying to put a package out there to land him. We were hearing all of this stuff, but I guess things just changed because before you know it, teams just started getting involved and like, I don't know. Barry Jackson came out and was putting these tweets that weren't really encouraging because it didn't seem like Miami was making any noise. Apparently there was lack of discussion being had between both teams. And it was just frustrating, but, you know, because of the fact that, you know, we were hearing so many conflicting reports, you didn't know what to really make of it, you know? And then, like, you had the fact that then Toronto people started coming out, like, their own um, insiders saying that, you know, it's all really smoke going on with the Raptors right now, which made me feel even better about the Heat's chances, because at this point, I thought it was just Heat versus Raptors, but... Apparently, it wasn't. You know, there was more to it, and we saw what it unfortunately played out to. And it led to the Bucks finding a way to get him. Um, and the crazy thing is, if you look at the trade package, while um, the Blazers ended up giving up guys like well, know, not the Blazers, um, while Blazers ended up getting um, guys like a Deontay and a few other players, the Bucks typically they didn't even have to give up much. You know, if you look at the kids. They gave up guys like um, Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, a 2028 first-round pick, and then two pick swaps. That was basically it. That and then a young guy from Phoenix, as we discussed on a space on um, me and you, Alex, we did yesterday. Um, But, yeah, bottom line is that it's just crazy. I do feel like the Heat could have put together a better package. And that's why, like, I know a lot of people has been frustrated with the heat, these, um, past few trade rumors in the past, because it seems like we miss out on all these stars and it's Pat Riley's fault, it's the front office's fault. And I do believe the front office should be held accountable to a certain extent in this situation, because we heard the reports about how they weren't really trying hard enough to, you know, have discussions with Portland, you know, it's like they weren't really calling back much. So I do believe they should be held accountable to a certain extent. But at the same time, I also feel like Portland was in this trade talks with the mentality that, you know, they weren't really going to do what Dame wanted, you know, and even then he still gets to play with a superstar. I mean, we know that a a dynamic duo of him and Giannis is going to be capable of doing many things, but bottom line is that they just didn't feel like sending him to that preferred destination. And, you know, they, they got their wish, and at the same time, Dame gets to go to a team that he can compete for. Like, if he went to the Raptors, I mean, that would have been a mess. You know, he would have definitely asked out, in my opinion. But that wasn't the case. So everyone, unfortunately, got their way except the Heat. And here we are. Like, I just want to know, Alex, like, w- what's been your mindset throughout all of this? Because now we've had, like, a day to process everything. So how do you feel right now?
0: Hey, man, i was been going through a whole bunch of different emotions over the last 24 hours because I think the news broke that Dane was traded about, like, 2.30 yesterday. So it's been a little bit over 24 hours. And first it was, what the heck, y'all dropped the ball. We had one job. He was gift-wrapped for us. Like, it was a whole bunch of that on my side. But then as more information kept coming out about what was going on, it was more so of a, dang, Joe Cronin really just was like, I'm not going to send him to Miami. Like, No matter what, I don't care what it is. I don't care if I'm still getting Aiton. I'm not sending him to Miami no matter what. And that's really what it came down to, in my opinion, with all the information that's came out. It's just a lot of pettiness from Joe Cronin. Um, I feel I do feel like the Heat in the front office probably still could have done a better job with making sure that they were on the phone lines and and tapped in because it's it's really appalling to me that I, I saw the report that the Heat found out that game was headed to Milwaukee when everybody else found out like that's that's not good but yeah man this is I feel like this is more on joke this situation is more on Joe Cronin than it is on the Miami heat
1: right and you know it's It's unfortunate because, like I mentioned before, I think a lot of people didn't know what to expect this team to look like. And the thing is, it's like we only went and got Josh Richardson and Thomas Bryant two solid pickups. But when you know that we missed out on other guys and we were just trying to focus on getting Dame, you know, it does hurt, you know, with that being said and done. so. Here we are. Like this is the squad we're going to be rooting for. All of the players that's on this team right now, the same guys that, you know, we were just constantly imagining being in Portland for the coming season. Like they're all here. You know, like Tyler Hero, I mean, y'all got to give that man his props because he has survived every single um trade rumor possible. I mean, you know what? I'm forget all them other guys in the past. I really thought, you know, when this news that Dame requested a trade and that he wanted to go to Miami, Miami only. I really thought this was gonna be it. Like I was like, wow, this this might actually be the end of the road for our guy. But he's still here, and that man is just laughing at all this. And honestly, like I, I can't even blame him because. For him to survive that, like, I know he must be feeling a certain way too. Not any way negative, but, you know, a way of just the fact that you actually were able to survive all these trade rumors. And it's just crazy to think that not only he's here but also um Jaime um what's his name Jovic all of them survived the rumors too they're all going to be playing for the heat this upcoming season and this is going to be our squad and I know a lot of people are concerned because yes we did make it to the finals however at the same time you know the team isn't exactly at its best right now you know we didn't really make any massive improvements we lost Gabe Vincent we lost Max Bruce um while also drafting hyman and then bringing in um jay rich and thomas bryant so it's not really like a massive improvement compared to the other teams in the league like you've seen boston go out and get porzingis while also losing the heart and soul of their team and marcus smart i might add we'll see how much of an impact that will have in this upcoming season then you have what um I mean we already know what Milwaukee did but you know this um Eastern Conference it's just going to be unpredictable especially because we don't know how this situation with James Harden is going to play out so That's something we'll just have to wait and see for. But with all of this being said, I mean, this is what we're looking at. So, Alex, I just want to know, like, what's going to be your expectations for this team, knowing that we are officially going to have, we officially have no choice, that is, to, you know, run it back. Like, how do you feel?
0: Um, I do feel that at this moment in time, going into um, going into media day, that we have a we're we're better than we were last year. I feel going into media day, it was a whole bunch of question marks about guys, about Yurt and Depot being healthy, and Max and Gabe and and Duncan. But I feel like we're we're a better team now than we were last year. Um, we're hoping that Tyler comes back and can stay healthy. I really do feel that if he's healthy, then this could be a, definitely his his best season in the miami heat uniform he could definitely be an all-star this year um i'm very excited that jay rich is back um it was it was hilarious that once everything went down yesterday that he he tweeted saying everybody knows what number he's gonna wear now so he's back to number zero and i'm i'm happy he's back with us because i feel like he compliments tyler jimmy and bam well um i'm honestly expecting a a lot of things a lot of big things out of nikola jovich um, he had a really good, really good summer with Serbia in the World Cup. Um, he's been talking about the fact that he put on basically 20 pounds of muscle, but he's still being able to um, move around how he was before and make the same type of plays. I'm excited about him. I'm excited about Jaime as well. Like I know he talked about modeling his game after Jimmy. So now if you you modeling your game after a guy who's now the leader of your team, um, I'm just yeah man it's just it's it's still tough cuz like you said man we we were in the finals last year and it was like we felt like we were one one piece the Damian Lillard piece away from being able to get over that hump and now it's more so of a um a situation where dad like we got to we just got to pick up the pieces and keep moving forward so that's what we're going to do right now and I, th- I think we're we're gonna be better than people think we are. It's just we're not we're we're not where we should have been. That's how I feel.
1: For sure. Because you know what? We didn't think we didn't have much expectations for the squad last year, but we made it to the freaking finals. Like so at the end of the day, like there's gonna be no expectations for this team entering into next season. All I can just hope for at this point is that we find a way to just be able to do our thing and just if we can make some sort of improvements down the line, because the trade deadline is always going to be a thing. So, you know, if God is willing, Miami can go out and they can take care of the situation from there. But you know, with that all being said, and you know, we we will wrap it up soon because we just wanted to put out a quick podcast to, you know, get our thoughts off about everything that's going on. So, you know, um, I just want to like kind of spitball um for a quick second, Alex. So I just wanna know, like, you know, so we addressed what what we have to look forward to with this squad. Um, now as we get um more forward, you know, into um training camp and into this upcoming season, like do you feel that right now with this squad, how comfortable do you feel with them? Like, I know, like I mentioned, it's hard to predict, you know, how far this type of squad can go. But looking at the Eastern Conference and how I mentioned how unpredictable it is, you know, especially the fact that you had an eight seed make it all the way to the finals, is there any way you feel about this squad? And maybe a chance that it doesn't even have to be a finals run, but that they can sort of, you know, go past whatever expectations they currently have right now?
0: Um, I feel like the expectation of the squad, I mean, I know some people who think they're they're pretty smart and who are pretty sure the NBA writers and all that are talking about, oh, we're talking about, oh, if the Heat didn't get Damian Lillard and they're a play-in team or that or they, they're not even a playoff team. Um, but I feel like that this group, the this group, can easily make it to the second round. And my honest expectation is for them to at least make it to the conference finals. With literally, if we don't make any more moves and we go into to the season with what we have right now, and we, yeah, no, no moves, then the Eastern Conference Finals again is very attainable. And one of the reasons that I feel that way is because uh, that man who walks up and down the sideline and, and calls the plays for us, um, he's the best coach in the game. Like, he's hes the top dog right now. So the talent of Milwaukee, yeah, they, that shoots them to the top. But I feel like Eric Spostra and the, the things that he's able to do in regards to scheming and getting ready for teams in regards to being in a playoff series that literally boosts the heat and doesn't have me fearing anybody. So I feel like we could definitely make it to the Eastern Conference Finals
1: for sure. And now um we got our guy Kay in here. So Kay, you know, we've been talking about this Dame stuff and everything. So I just want to know, like, where do you stand with everything? Because you had some hot takes I saw um yesterday. So, you know, the floor is yours, man. Say what you gotta say about the situation as it's going on right now.
2: Oh, okay. Um, I mean, listen, bro. My thing is this. I'm I'm really upset that we didn't get dame. Um, as you know, Joel informed me that we weren't doing camera. You guys won't see this, but I got myself all did up, rearranged my room to do camera, but Um, That'll be important to the guys that see me on camera now, not y'all. But with that being said, um, I mean, my situation, bro, it's one where I wanted Dame, but we didn't get him. And that hurts. But there are several things on the backside of that that make me feel really good about the situation um, in that not that we still don't have work to do and tweaks to see RJ Hampton, Finn Josh Richardson back into it. How does Thomas Bryant look? What's that rotation gonna look like? Is the shooting gonna come back? Are we gonna find a way to get Jimmy some breaks? Um, but you look at it from the perspective of everybody. I'll tell you what, I'll frame it this way, and I got a lot going on in my head, and y'all know this is how I am, so I'm trying to organize the best way I can while also being put on the spot i was late so that's forgiving me but i'm jumping into the fray here um appreciate you alex and Joel for carrying the ship but if you look at that list that everybody's putting out the last couple of seasons miami heat have missed out on these big name free agents you got kd and Poop and and all these guys i'm sure y'all have seen the tweets um but the miami heat did all they could the portland trailblazers weren't negotiating in good faith Their initial counter was Bam Adebayo or Jimmy Butler, which is absolutely asinine. Um, And then to find out that they weren't going to even speak to the Miami Heat after that, not even counter that offer, not only validates everything that we've thought, but, and I don't want to use take the pressure off because that's wrong too, but it kind of lets you know, where the Miami Heat and Pat Riley and the rest of the crew, Andy Ellisberg and all of them are and have been probably for some time now, they're able to get things done, yes, assuredly. But it's exponentially harder in my eyes because nobody wants to lose to the Miami Heat, first of all, when it comes to doing a deal. But more specifically in this case, Cronin refused to give the Miami Heat or Damian Lillard what they wanted. And it was nothing that the Miami Heat could do there. Okay, that's the first thing. Bear with me, Joel. You know how I am. Secondly, <laughs> when you look at the Portland Trailblazers in that situation, I long told you, Joel, and some of these hot takes that I was getting off are just, you know, building on thoughts prior to this. I, I You know, this was in jest because, of course, the whole time we're hoping we're going to land Damian Lillard. It's like either we land Damian Lillard, which inevitably means Portland and Cronin give him what he wants. Which you've seen superstars across the history of sports and the NBA specifically do forever. So don't give me some new job, like you've never seen this, like contracts, all of that. Or it meant that Cronin was going to be fired because he was going to take a poor deal. No, there was a third option that I hadn't considered up until i saw what transpire on wednesday afternoon and that would be ownership actually signing off on his process and thus on taking back what can only be considered a lesser deal you look at the pick swaps you look at the picks you look at the guys they got back and drew holiday deandre aiden pick swaps first round pick mainly um was Grayson Allen in the deal who cares if he was I'm just saying just for information sake you yeah. look at Drew Holiday who's probably not going to be in Portland based on the fact that he's a guy only looking to contend at this point it's better for them as an asset and would inevitably take minutes away from Sharp Scoot or uh Anthony Simons so he's not going to be there DeAndre Aiden's more concerned with his touches than he is winning He's not going to help them young boys get any better. He's going to get his touches, but that's going to be en route to win an 18 game. So you can finally see what he made of. But then at the end of the day, if he's not happy, he don't have nobody to blame but himself because he won't fit into the program and play ball. You got your paper. Now it's time to win. And it doesn't seem that he wanted to do that, which is, you know, now while he's a Portland trailblazer. Oh. Okay. So then you also look at the fact, it's like, if you signed off on this, that means you're a completely unserious franchise. And, and the tie board around it before I let you get it back, because you know I had to do a sermon. Um, if that is the case, the Portland Trailblazers are completely responsible and liable for what happens to them in their future moving beyond this point when it comes to any of their existing franchise players, any of the existing players, any franchise player that comes available, um, or anybody in the situation go to the Portland Trailblazers, because this is kind of, you know, just put a bad taste all over it should put a bad taste in the mouths of nba fans adam silver cannot tell me about the integrity of the game contracts and holding people accountable and the quality and all of this jazz but let this man do this in spite of and it's not just a he thing it's a it's a business thing like come on bro we know it's in spite am i wrong
1: joe mm-hmm. like if that's the thing and you know it just sucks because i was saying this you know as i was talking to alex as we was on the mic, like. <clears throat> The way how everything is just at right now for Miami, I mean, it's unfortunate. But, like – and, listen, if people want to, like, put blame on the heat of front office, I mean, I feel like there's only so much you can actually put on them. Because the thing is, is, like, you know, we saw the reports from Barry Jackson, as I mentioned earlier on the show, like – there, there was times where it seemed like the heat probably weren't engaging with them that much. So I understand the frustrations from that standpoint and you could definitely um, hold them accountable to a certain extent. But you know, when you look at, as you mentioned, the way how the trailblazers were kind of going about it, I mean, they were really trying to do what they felt like was right. And they just didn't feel the need to really help them out and going to Miami. And I mean, Unfortunately, they were able to find a trade where, you know, not only do they, um, do they able, are they able to get something they want? But they're able to ship Dame off to a team where he's not going to even request a trade from. Because, like, hey, if, if I saw a report last um yesterday, last night, saying that Dame was going to Toronto, you know I'm chilling seeing that. Because, first of all, he's going to request a trade from there. At least that's what the reports were saying. And they're not even going to be that good, even if he does end up playing for them. So, I mean, come on now. Like, they're, they're probably a second-round exit at best. But, you know, you do have the fact that it's Milwaukee. You do have the fact that now this, this is helping a team that is one of the best in the Eastern Conference, so it could definitely be frustrating at an extent. But with all of that being said, I just kind of look at it, and I don't know, man. I, I personally hope that the Heat could just get their acts together because at the end of the day, as long as you have Jimmy – as long as you have Bam and as long as you have a guy like Spo that just knows how to bring the best out of people, the type of guy to bring people off of, like, Heat Twitter and put them on the team and find a way to make them compete for a championship, the guy who can do all of that, that's the same guy I have confidence in to, you know, really put all of this together and help this squad contend. I don't know how the hell we'll do it. um, And yeah, but... You know, before the season starts, I might just say a quick prayer. You know, say a testimony in church and have my folks pray for it too, and we'll just go from there with it and see what the squad ends up doing. You know, so that being said, it's gonna be interesting. And I want to, I want to ask a quick question because there, there, you mentioned um Drew Holiday K, and it's like now a lot of people are wondering where is he gonna go. And I know the Heat are interested, the Celtics are interested. Like, it's getting a little interesting right now. So I just want to know, like, where do y'all stand with this? Y'all trying to get Drew or, you know, like, it's interesting because I don't even care if he comes to Miami. I just don't want him to go to one of these other teams because if I see he's going to the Celtics or God knows where, at least the team in the East, I'm going to lose it. Because ain't no way you're telling me Dame going to Milwaukee and then Drew going to um Boston. So I just want to know like where how do y'all feel about that situation, K? Well, let me let me put it to you like this, bro. And I'm
2: a, and I'm a, I'm gonna tackle that question first, but I also want to touch on the prospects moving forward, something we may tackle now or in future pods now that we've got the whole delay um of Dame out of the way. How in the heck can we expect Portland to deal with us about Drew Holiday when they wouldn't deal with us for the franchise? Oh, so true. What they've shown us across the past two months or so is that they will run, run to screw themselves just to spite the Miami Heat. They would trade him to the Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers, or the New York Knicks for a box of raisins. Before they listen to the Miami Heat, and if you're the Miami Heat, you have to ask yourself if you even want to entertain doing a deal with them. Now you don't shoot yourself in the foot, you don't pull at them for spite, but you know you begrudgingly inquire about what it'll take to get Drew. And I saw something crazy out there. Wouldn't it be nuts that the Miami Heat ship off the Dame Lillard package, Damian Lillard package for Drew Holiday to the Portland Trailblazers? And that's something that I want to touch on real quick. You, you, you your offer isn't. The same as it was for Damian Lillard. I don't care if people feel like your offer for Dame wasn't enough. Your offer come. just isn't the same. You don't do that. But that, thats how I feel about that. I mean, I don't think the Blazers would deal with the Miami Heat at this point because they wouldn't in the beginning. Um, if you're the Miami Heat, you—you I, I, you even approach that situation with trepidation. But even if you do, you don't go in there with the same artillery on the table or assets on the table as you potentially would with Dame
1: right and i I know we got our got george up in here george is there anything that you want to throw in when we talk about this drew conversation
3: in the arms of an angel fly away no, i'm just i'm in my field still it's it's been a rough i don't know how long it's been like 12 hours since it's like happened no 24 hours now which is crazy um the Drew Holiday situation is a tricky one because Kay brought up a good point. Um Portland's negligence in the situation with Dame taking a worse package just to see them, you know, just just despite the heat. And I don't care what anyone says; it's unequivocally the worst package you got. Drew, take away DeAndre Ayton because he would have been done in the deal anyway. That's a, that's that's a team that was already looking to get in on the Suns uh on the on the little sweep sweepstakes. They this still would have been done with him anyway. But Tyler Hero, two to three first round picks, you know, including swaps, uh, Jovic and and salary guys, is a better deal than one first round pick, two swaps, and Drew Holiday. That is just unequivocally the worst offer. Now with Drew Holiday, the Heat are in a real, a real bad situation at the point guard spot, and our guard, in defensive guard spot, is just it's it's just not. Uh, you know, up to, up to standard really is not you got Kyle Lowry, Drew Smith on a two way deal. You've got Kyle Lowry, you've know, got um, Tyler Hero at the at shooting guard that's looking to play point guard, Josh Richardson at RJ Hampton. Those are, those are your guards in its entirety. Now, Drew Holiday would, would fix a lot of the problems that, that they showed last year. He averaged uh, 19 and a half points last season with seven and a half assists. That's, an incredible stat line. Problem is, he's on the wrong age of thirty, wrong side of thirty. He's thirty-three, about to turn thirty-four soon. Um, it, It's—is it the worst? You know, the worst deal in the world? Absolutely not. But will they deal with us? I doubt it. Will the Heat, you know, even approach the Portland Trailblazers after what's happened? Who knows? I, I think that Pat Riley really doesn't care what the world thinks, and will probably just go after in many ways. Uh, I see that he's being strongly linked to the Clippers. To the Celtics, to the Knicks, uh, to the Pacers, and to the Timberwolves. Now, actually no, Timberwolves was campaign. Sorry, just those four teams. So just to get in there, the the Clippers, I I don't know why they would be pursuing anything. You can get outbid by three out of those four teams. But if the Celtics see that and, and, and willing to put everything else on the table just to get him, That's insane. That's just another Eastern Conference team that's just gotten better over the offseason while we sit here and twiddle our thumbs with Josh Richardson and and Bryant. That's it. Thomas Bryant. That's it. So, And Jaime. Please don't don't talk. Don't talk about Jaime right now. (laughs) He should have been in that package too. Both of them. Both Jovic and Triple J should have been in that package from the start. But look, the, the Heat messed up. He messed up with this trade. I don't care what anyone says. I get it. Portland had their hand to play and they played it horribly.
2: But yeah, how did I, I want to know? I'm sorry, George. How did the heat mess up? If, if the, heat, the heat definitely messed up, I'm talking uh, like, and like, so do you bid against yourself? I mean, that's and that's been my main thing across the last 24 hours, even before these details came out. Because a lot of the people that I've been having those conversations with since these details came out about exactly how Portland handled the situation, even they've backed down because there's nothing you can do in that situation except. For make them an offer, okay, here they counter an offer, and then continue to make offers out of your Watusi for lack of better terms. But at that point, you're bidding against yourself. Good franchises don't do that. We know Pat Riley isn't gonna do that. And fourthly, like when Damian Lillard has said that he's want to come to Miami, which of course wasn't the NRBR we knew, and of course, hindsight is 2020. You could say, Well, that didn't matter now. But when you have that bit of information, it just didn't make sense to continue to send offers and up your offers when they're not responding to your last offer. Cause at that point you're not giving yourself a chance to, you know, have any leeway. Like I said, that's something that bad franchises do. So that's what I, I guess I'm questioning how Miami messed up here. So you brought up some good points. I, at the end of the day, we all,
3: we all report and we all talk about speculation in the, the day. We don't know which reports are true, which reports are false. We don't know, you know, the contacts they have, they knew about that the Milwaukee deal was on the table. They, if they knew that the Toronto deal was even off the table, they didn't. We don't know any of that stuff. And judging if, if we look just after what we've seen through the reports over the last 24 hours, I agree with both sides of the argument. Yes, Paula made it difficult. Um, you know, you, good teams definitely do not bet against themselves. I see that, I know for, for a fact. But when you're the Miami Heat and you are one piece away. You have made the finals twice in the last four years. You've really, you know, you've gone at it. You need that last piece. Damian Lillard's on the table. It's negligent to play this sort of hard, hardball trade, you know, trade situation and, and to play hardball the entire time. You don't offer Tyler Hero two first round picks in it, you know, and and that's, you know, and whatever else would have come in that deal. What some salary guys? Maybe even Jovic was in there. We, we probably don't know. but. The report said the Heat were prepared to give up Tyler Hero, Yovich, three first-round picks, and salary cap guys, among, among other things.
2: They were prepared. Okay, okay. Let me, let me, let me include this before we, you know, we don't want to go on too much of a tangent, and I'm not cutting you off as much as adding or giving you something else to respond to as you, you know, what I mean, finish your response or so your spew here. Um, okay, you mentioned negligence. Is it also negligent to, like I said, butt bet bet against yourself? But secondly prepare and then if you take a conglomerate of all the reports we've seen which it sounds like you're doing and you're you know i mean um and your analysis or whatever which is respectable that's how i roll too um i'm saying like (laughs) joe's crazy i'm saying like if they were prepared but yet they never heard back from their initial offer then that was just a starting point like that's where they were gonna start so I, I mean, it's just like I get it. It's negligent to continue to go beyond your starting point when you don't have response from the other side. Sorry, I'm not gonna cut you off anymore, George. I'm just saying you're saying some good stuff and some points that are allowing me to get some great counterpoints out that I see very publicly. You know what I mean? Um, retorted or you know what I mean? Repeated or whatever. So that's all. That's all right. No, well, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not
3: buying into everything I say. I'm not, I'm not looking at it and going the heat. You know, the heater off the hook or the heater, completely our fault. I feel like there's both sides are playing at it at the same time. The thing, like I was saying with 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 the whole Dame situation, Goodwin, um, Dame's agent, already put the Portland Trailblazers in a rough spot, saying that, you know, Miami's the only destination, that's where he wants to go. You've got no other choice. Now, I see how that can be a problem for the Portland Trailblazers when they're trying to create the bidding war. Now, I find it hard to believe that the Heat had no wind of the buck deal before it happened, I have a very rough time believing that they're professionals. They're good at their job. They know what deals are on the table, what deals are there. I, I I know, but like I was saying before, when it's Damian Lillard and the deals, you know, being on the you know being in discussions for two two plus months, you have to go back at them and go, you know, force them to 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 give you a price. Put your best foot forward. Even attempt. If you can do that, yes, on, on the face of it, you're lost. I get it. You would have given up Tyler Hero, Jovic, Triple J, uh, three first-round picks, and uh, Portland's won the trades. Portland won this. We would have won Damien Little. We would have had Damien mother bleeping little as a starting point guard of the Miami Heat. Now, I don't care whose ego gets bruised after it. I don't care if Joe Cronin keeps his job after that. I'm, I'm telling you right now, we would have won that. We would have won... In the overall scheme of things, to have a thirty-two point per game scorer on this team, a real facilitator next to Jimmy, next to Bam, a, a willing scorer, will you know someone that's that 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 buys in and someone that trains hard, someone that go you know goes hard every single second that is on the floor, we would have won that trade. I don't care if you've given up too much for you have too middle too little. When you've got to play a player of that caliber on the table, I get that. Now. The Portland Trailblazers are at fault because they should what they should have done is return to Miami with that offer and go, listen, you're his first choice. This is the offer we've gotten, you know, the, you know, let's start the war. Let's the, how would you like to ante up? How would you like to bid? Would you like to raise? Blah, blah, blah. Excuse my pokey euph- uh, you know, euphemisms. But I'm sitting here saying Portland didn't do that. Portland was already angry with the Miami Heat, was already angry with the way that that Goodwin Dames agent had handled the situation. He was never going to come back with a counteroffer. Which is the way business should be done in the NBA? You've you 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 hamstrung yourself. You took the worst deal, and on and and on top of that, you got a guy that said he was thinking about retiring not not less than four months ago. Honest to God, like w- what point do you get off being the worst GM in sports, Joe Cronin? I don't know where you get off, but like I said, I feel like the Heat could have done things differently. I feel like. Portland definitely could have done things differently. I'm not putting all the blame on Pat Riley. I'm not putting all the blame on the organization. I'm just saying there's there's more than one side of the story. And we're stuck now with an aging core, with you know, someone like Bam who didn't hasn't gotten what he wanted. They gave Jimmy what he wanted. They gave they gave him Carl Lowry, his best friend. The Bam in a bio looks at this franchise and says, say, you know, they're not even putting their best foot forward. They're not trying hard enough for me. When his deal's up, I, I would not be surprised. I feel like he's even leaning to, to to not re-signing. I feel like he'll go and he'll play with Donovan Mitchell in New York. He'll go to the Brooklyn Nets and play with whoever, the, you know, with Mikael Bridges. I, I I feel like that's always going to be a possibility. That's always going to be a possibility. And I feel like these situations, missing out on Bill twice, missing out on CP3, missing out on Russ, missing out on James Harden, missing out on, on uh, you know, Kevin Durant, all these players over the years that we've missed out on it's got to create a mental toll. It's got to create a mental toll. When you look at Spolstra, having to deal with playing two-way players on multiple nights, back-to-back, 35, 40 minutes, and trying to make the most of it, yeah, you're displaying that you're one of the best coaches of, of all time by doing that, but God damn, it's got to be hard. Mentally, it's got to be hard. And the Heat need to stop with this philosophy of, we'll win
1: our way. We'll win our way. They think they don't need talent. You do need talent to win. You absolutely do. And also, I just want to, like, throw in and see how you both feel about this. Um, And I know, um, I feel like you'll have your answer set for this, George, but I also want to hear from you, too, okay? You know, one thing that I think Barry Jackson brought up in his series of tweets yesterday, you know, when he was depressed about what went down, was that um, he mentions the fact that it also seems like, and, you know, this is just me paraphrasing, I don't think this was the exact quote, but basically that... It does seem like the Heat have this theme of, you know, feeling complacent. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, last year, you know, we did make it to the finals. But even then, you know, moves could have been made and should have been made, you know? So... I feel like there's the concern that the Heat just simply saw them go to the finals and just felt too comfortable with it, where it's like they just questioned whether or not they really needed a guy like a Damian Millard. And I just want to know, like, how how bad do you think complacency is for the Heat when it comes to being a problem and being able to land these guys? I'm going to start off with you, Kay. All right. let me
2: Let me <clears> – <throat> Let me circle back around real quick. I'm going to answer that question. I promise you, Joel. George, you bring up a good point. So this isn't at you. It's just a point. You can't do it again. The Bam out of bio thing, um, that's a very interesting situation. I hear a lot of people speaking about the ire of Bam out of bio, how Bam out of bio should feel. Listen. There are two things to that. Love Bam Adebayo. I'm I'm glad he's here. Don't don't ever wish he plays anywhere else, and I'm sure he won't. But that speaks right to what I'm about to say. Bam Adebayo wouldn't be Bam Adebayo if he was anywhere else. Nobody else could use, could value, or could maximize Bam Adebayo. The way he's used, maximized, and optimized in Miami. And that speaks to Coach to the organization, and all of that. But on the other side of that, and let me go get my facts straight real quick. I'm sorry, guys. Bam Adebayo is a max player, correct? Somebody can answer that. Bam Adebayo is yes. a max player, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. What for the last two, three years? When we've needed it the most, what have we asked the Bam out buy it? We know it's going to be all world defense. We know it's going to cover up everybody, but we've said we need you to shoot your shots. And he started to do that more in the last season or so. Extremely so last year. But still, there are moments where we're like, yo, w- yo, you, you make a 32.6 average. Like, what's up? Right? Mm-hmm. So, even for all of that, it could be said that in the year of 21, 21- 22, the season of 21-22, um, where his 21, $28.1 million kicked in, that the Miami Heat showed a ultimate belief in Bam Adebayo prior to him fully showing them that he had it all. That could be said. So that whole Bam Adebayo is going to get sick of it, I don't think that exists because I think they show him a belief that they didn't have to show him a little earlier than they had to. But at the same time, he's only him because he's in Miami. Okay. now to your question, Joe. Listen. When it comes to making a deal of any sort, there are two sides in the equation and I'm not taking anything off the Miami Heat. There are absolutely times where they can be more aggressive. And if I don't understand it, I'm the first one to say, hey, I don't know what's going on here. This don't make sense. If you can do this, do this. That's how I felt about Damian Lillard. I didn't want to give up certain pieces, and I always preface that way. If I had it my way, I wouldn't, but I don't care because you do what you have to to get Damian Lillard. I'm on the record, on the pods, or the appearances we've done since then, um, any conversations, any exchange on social media, what have you, saying exactly that. But there are certain situations where you just don't make a rash decision. Like we hold them to such a high standard because they've gone about business and things the way that they have. They've gone about winning and competing and constantly doing what everybody says they're not going to do at this part of the year, every single year or every other year or every couple of years with the least, doing the most with the least consistently by doing business the way that they have. And you also have to consider in all of that, that it takes two sides to make a deal. So not to parallel it too much to the Damian Lillard situation, but in all situations, the Miami Heat could bend over backwards and offer everything that they possibly can. I mean, picks every other year into oblivion, which they've been known to do in their history across their past. But it seems as if GMs, teams, organizations, presidents, owners, button pushers, decision makers, commissioners, are sick and tired of Pat Riley and the Miami Heat getting the most for the least, doing the most with the least, consistently competing, surprising people, knocking off the favorites in five or six games. Shout out to the Bucs. It simply appears that they're tired of that because it takes two to tango. The Miami Heat got Jimmy Butler, who was a free agent. People keep reminding me, blase, blase, blase. Either way, the Miami Heat made the deal happen without space for Josh Richardson, who now again plays for the Miami Heat. People don't like that. That's why the Blazers wouldn't deal with the Miami Heat and took a lesser package. That's why they're going to be a purgatory, but booty crack franchise until somebody comes and save them or until they're relocated. I'm not taking my ang out on them. I'm just making a point that you can say that the Miami Heat have made some mistakes, but what franchise hasn't? But look at the ratio of mistakes they made compared to the success they've had, compared to how old the franchise is, compared to other franchises that are older. What success? Quite nearly the amount of success.
3: What success though,
2: bro? Can you what win success? the finals? Can you win the finals unless you get there?
3: No, obviously not. But that doesn't make okay. Make okay, difference. so I'm
2: just so I'm just speaking in the last four five years. How many times have they been to the finals? Four five years.
3: Two, two, and lost both of them horrifically. So they've been to the.
2: So did they not lose Bam out of Bayo and Goran Dragic? Goran Dragic, the first-
3: yes, are leading their leading scorer, yes. So there's a reason. Like I get, like I'm
2: asking questions, yeah. Chelsea. You don't have to give me the reasoning. I'm, I'm asking, and I'm not trying to make you say something, I just want to get to a point. That's all, and then I'm gonna let you respond, of course. But uh, did they not lose Goran Dragic and Bam Hadabayo was banged up in that first one in the bubble? Do you want me to answer? I, I, yes or no, bro? Just don't give yes, me the, yes, yes, you know? yes, absolutely right. Okay, so last year. Did Josh Hart not go missile on Jimmy Butler's leg, who was on a match performance? And then they ran up against a guy who people are questioning if he might be the greatest big man to ever play the sport. I'm just asking. Yes or no? Did both of those things not happen last year? Yes. But at the same time, what you're telling me is in the last four or five years, they're about 50% at going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mind you, there's a time also in there. Well, they went to the conference finals and a Jimmy Butler crazy shot off the side of the rim kept them from going again. What success, that's success, brother. We all want to win. I'm not settling for peanuts when there are grapes at the top of the mountain. Please don't say that. But what I'm saying is when when, when you're competing and there are teams like Portland wasting Damian Lillard's prime years, we do have to look at things with a modicum of logic and not act as if we're all Stephen A. Smith or Uncle Shay Shay. And that's the only thing that bothers me sometimes. But, I mean, it makes for a good show, and that's why I love
3: you. What you've just done there is say, I'm not a bank robber, but I snuck into a bank at night. I cracked the lock. I and if put I can get money, out with the money, I'm I going. put the money in the bag. I walked out of that bank. I went home. But then I took the money back. Okay. That's that, but that's, but I'm not a bank robber. That's what you're saying right now saying success is this. And the success is that, you know, we went here, we went there. The reason, the reasons why we didn't win the reason why we didn't win last year, the, the, the year that just passed against the Denver Nuggets, because they were a far superior, more talented team than we are. They also had a massive break between the, the, the two series. We went seven games toe to toe with the best, you know, one of the best teams in the East. And the Denver Nuggets just got over sweeping the hell out of the Lakers and they had a whole bunch of breaks. Yes, they were injured. Yes, they were banged up. But good teams, good teams that are prepared for those deep runs, prepared for those deep runs, don't, don't you know, will not win unless they are prepared. Jimmy Butler's excellence and and overall just tenacity and, and and being one of the best finals, being one of the best playoff performers in recent history, and Bam Adebayo taking that leap to be one of the best big men you know, in the league, it, it does not cover up the fact that that team walked into those those playoffs very undermanned, very old-aged and looked like crap. So much so that every single person in the organization, the, the, sorry, that, that reports the organization, predicted them. To lose the first series against the Bucs. We were three minutes away from getting... We would be in a completely different situation now if the the Bulls didn't collapse and they beat us and we got double knocked out of the play-ins. We would be in a completely different situation. But when you've got full-time analysts saying, people that do this for a living, saying that the Heat will get swept and then we beat the Bucs. It was brilliant for, from a fan perspective. I don't think I've had that much fun in a long time. And you, you, look, you can define success exactly how you want it. For me, it's championships. I'm here for the. I'm, I'm here for the rings. That's what I want. I'm not here to make the finals a bunch of times and then not win. And I'm damn sure that's that's what Jimmy's about as well. So, but but you know what? But he made it. It doesn't matter. I, I'm sitting here saying, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Have to get tired. Have to get sick of it. I'll, I'll circle back real quickly to the Bam Adebayo thing. Yes, he wouldn't be the play he is today without the Miami Heat. Yes, he's grateful. He's grateful because every single night he goes out there and does what he does. He's, he's the best defender in the league. I, I hold that to my chest and say say it every single day. He's the best defender in the league. That's how you. That's how you. You come. You know. You come to work. That's how you. You present yourself to be grateful. But there's got to be a point in time. Just like Damon Little, the most loyal person in the history of, of basketball, the most loyal, uh, you know, vocally um loyal man, goes out there and says, I want to win. Now, if the heat didn't make this, if the heat made this move, it, it shows that commitment to the core, saying, We could do this. Now I get it. They would have done it if they could. I I believe that. But I'm I'm going I'm going down saying. That this team has failed Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and continues to do it every year. We're about to walk into a season with a 30, 33, 34 year old Carl Lowry as our only point guard behind Drew Smith. That is our second point guard. Drew Smith. That's how I'll end it. Drew Smith.
2: He's going to be quick, Real quick. Ha <laughs> ha if I'm not laughing at your take, Joe, because you might be right. I'm laughing at the, 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 the timing. Um, the circle back around that, let me tell you what George just did real quick at the end of his uh, soliloquy. George compared the Miami Heat to the Portland Trailblazers, ladies and gentlemen. I've heard it all.
3: You, you are a master at at, at taking the one tiny thing and spitting it to what, your. Thing. What do you mean? <laughs> you just. A- <laughs> You're built you just like said, Mitchell and your "You just right said,
2: now, bro. We just, we we just saw Damian Lillard ask out of the most loyal. <laughs> he was asking away from the Trailblazers.
3: He's it's oh asked to asked to leave an organization that refused to prepare their roster correctly to comp- compete for a championship. And that's exactly what the Miami Heat are doing. They are ill preparing their team. For to win, a, to win a chip, and if you're not winning a chip, what are you doing? You're rebuilding silently. That's what, and, and, and it's I'm not saying that that's what the Heat are doing trying to get picks together because let's 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 be honest, we got no picks, and the picks we do make turn out to be you know, mid. Just, should I remind everyone about Shabazz Napier and Justice Winslow, uh, and you know, besides the in a bio and not Tyler Hero because he's also argumentatively mid as well. Um, I let's, okay. Oh, you're going to disagree with me on the fact that he's, he's just an okay player. He's good, but not great. Tyler hero is not what the play, the player you believe he is. Okay. So does he have a chance to get to that spot? Yes. Play defense and, and, you know, and learn how to play make basically I'm ter- I'm asking you to turn into James Harden, but with it, with defense, but I'm, I'm sitting here and saying that, Bam has to get tired at a point after this t- this this massive contract. He might say, "You know what? I'm going to go play with my friends. I'm going to go play with Mikael Bridges. I'm going to go play with you know with Spider. I'm going to play with Dame." He's not going to do that. Dame will be Dame, <laughs> Dame will be 37 by the time he leaves. But I'm I'm just I'm scared for the future. I'm scared for the future. And I remember sitting here, not sitting here, but like re- like thinking in 20. 16, 17, when the report came out, the Miami, you'd have the bleakest future in NBA history. And now we've been to two finals in four years. While that's not success, it's definitely not the bleakest future I've ever seen. But there's going to be a point that, you know, like I said, Bam and Jimmy question it, which brings me to a new point, which I don't know if Joel would like to discuss because we're we're reaching a time maximum for Joel and I know how much he likes his deadlines. Um, Do we trade Jimmy Butler? Absolutely, oh And then we circle back right after what we left off last year when we missed out on spider, everyone went in. Should we trade him? Should we trade him? But that comes back to a question. I'm not saying we should, I'm just saying, should we?
1: No, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I
3: want to trade him. <laughs>
1: Listen, if if my if my dog wants to stay in Miami for the rest of his career, then I'm all with it. If he if he was to request a trade, then that's a different question. But you but know, what's he...
3: the point of contracting? I'm putting him. this in
2: the ethos, bro. It's like,
3: I mean, what are we what, doing? What's the point what are we of doing? paying him
1: fifty five
3: to sixty million dollars a year to play the best basketball that I've seen from an NBA from a Miami Heat player since Bron since Prime Wade. Why are we paying him that money if we're not competing?
2: Because you just said it. Because him doing that allows us to compete.
3: Are we competing this year? Do you think we have a chance to win the finals this year? Yes. Crazy. Yes. Crazy, crazy,
2: crazy. And that's crazy, what crazy. I wanted to get. And that's what I wanted to get to. And I tell you what, again, Joel, I know this isn't my show. By the way, I host the Biscayne Game breakdown and the kickback. Um, which we have coming into you weekly on Thursdays. We're going to try to get you more episodes. We'll be talking about that. But I'm going to throw this one out there, Joel, as we close. So this year, I mean, and and, and George is already kind of getting into it. And I guess Joel can, you know, answer it while he's closing the show or closing the shop or however you want to phrase it. Um, Prospects this year, to answer your question, George, I mean, my thing is, look, I wanted to get Damian Lillard, of course, right? Um, But with those small tweaks and those things that we have to see, there are pieces, minor pieces. Nobody is going to seismically shift the fate by themselves, but the way that they can blend and mold into the situation may drastically improve the team. And, of course, there are still some things out there that can be done. We talked about the Drew Holiday situation. I don't think that they're going to deal with each other, but that's still out there. And there are possibly some other things out there. Zach Levine's. Who the heck knows? But what I'm saying is if the Miami Heat, can somehow revert back to a consistently good shooting team, the team that wasn't below the floor like they were for the better part of last season, then the Miami Heat are right back to being a contending team. Like, the fact that we're even here is highly... If Damian Lillard had a claim available and say he wanted Miami Heat, we would be here regardless. Okay, let's get that out of the way. However, our hunger our thirst for lack of better terms for something big for a god that's good from 40 comes on the back of a season where we saw the miami heat totally regress from shooting where we saw duncan robinson max struce gabe vincent um cal laurie at times um tyler hero at times some of the guys that have been known to be able to knock down the long ball with the best of them i mean have patented looks from deep um we saw them struggle mightily bro like we we saw shooting or shooting woes that go beyond the depths of what we've seen or become accustomed to with this Miami Heat team, especially this core, this bunch, over the last couple of seasons. So our thirst and our appetite for a guy like Damian Lillard, of course, anytime would be there, but especially when he brings that very lethal asset that we saw a, I mean, just a putrid performance in for most of the part of the year, especially when we become so dependent on that. The league has, but it's a huge part of what we do, Um, if that shooting can come back, which I believe it has to, as it started to come back at the end of last season and into the playoffs for the most part, um, and after being so bad, you have to swing back the other way at least a little bit. I think the Miami Heat are right back where they started at, bro. Like, I mean, and and that's in that top two to four mix with a chance to compete because they have Jimmy Butler, because they have out matter bio because they have coach Foster because they have pat riley and ellisberg and all the other guys pushing the buttons up there and because they will make tweaks and because they're only going to get better if the shooting is there and if jovich can add something off the bench shout out to him because obviously he's going to be there now um i mean i think they have a chance to absolutely compete
3: can i can i just say about the last thing the last mm-hmm. thing if you think I'm sorry. I don't believe. Okay, if I'm not going to start criticizing your takes because that's your opinion, you're entitled to it. I believe that if we come up against the likes of of Milwaukee, who now have Damian Lillard and Giannis and Chris Middleton and Bobby Portis and 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 Brook Lopez, we will get thumped. And I said that last year, and it didn't happen. So if it happens, uh-huh.
2: it happens. Uh-huh.
3: Said- but anyways. Yes. Anyway, we're a team that got worse over the offseason, anyway. So, like, I don't expect us to to do the same result. But I'm going to end on a quote from the great Albert Einstein The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Running it back again isn't going to yield a different outcome. It will not. When we came after the bubble and we ran it back and we said we're going to do the same stuff, and, and, and we got swept. And there's no excuses. We got swept. We shouldn't have got swept. We didn't win anything. Now, we're preparing to do the same thing again. That's what they're prepared to do, is to do the exact same thing again. And I'm sick of it. Personally, I'm sick of it. Will I stop watching hit games? Absolutely not. I'll be there for every single one of them. But in the same breath, damn, it gets hard sometimes.
1: Hey. Is there anything else we want to say before we close it out?
2: Yeah, you could tell George and Albert Einstein that if going to the finals over and over again is insanity then damn it I'm insane. Put the curse banner up, Joel.
1: <laughs> Alright, man. But you know what? I'm just glad we was able to come in here and chop it up. Cause I knew there was gonna be all sorts of opinions regarding this Damian Lillard news. Um, and not only is it gonna be the Heat running it back, but Heat vs the World is gonna be running it back real soon with some new episodes coming out and we bring in the same folks like usual. So be ready. That just goes to show that not always, you know, running it back has to be viewed as a bad thing. Because the Heat going to go back to the finals and we're going to continue cooking like usual. So with that being said, y'all, be on the lookout for more episodes. Um, And we got a lot of stuff heading our way. Not only are we coming out with new episodes, this came Breakdown featuring K and Deem. They're going to yeah, be with some new episodes. And they're going to be starting a new show, The Kickback, where we talk more than just the usual Miami sports stuff. So oh, boy. Yes, sir. And then we got uh, Dolphins First of the World. They should be dropping an episode real soon after we drop this. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and we just got a lot of stuff heading y'all way. So make sure y'all tap in and see what we got in store. And with that being said, um, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Joe K. Jacob underscore uh, K at Twitter at, well, X, I guess. So make sure to follow us on X, Joe K. Jacob underscore K at K underscore said underscore K. Make sure to follow um George at X XHeatLifer. Uh, make sure to follow Alex, who was here earlier at underscore coach Lewis1. And with that being said, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Heat Rest the World podcast. We might not have Dane, but we always got the power of friendship, and it's going to get us another championship real soon. So I cannot wait for band number four to be lifted up. And with that being said, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in. See y'all next time with a brand new episode. And hit my music because we out.
0: Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat Versus the World Podcast.